just too many bands like out there in just the world. existing no that's terrible there's something for everyone i mean listen you could say this it's you could say the same thing about podcasts right sure right except Every, no one's doing what we're it, doing yeah. Ayo. but we have like 50 listeners but those people love us this is high decibels Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people. You're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James. And this song is Neon Wound by Silver Sun Pickups, who we saw at Brooklyn Steel on Thursday, March 5th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before we get into that, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And look for us on Reddit, at High Decibels Pod, for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, follow and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And uh, rate and review on Apple Pod would be awesome, because then we can start seeing a bit of information on that uh, particular service. Stuff like who's, uh, demographics of who's listening, uh, how many people have streamed, and, and that sort of thing. You can't do that now. So if we get a little bit of interaction on there, that would go a long way. And also... If you know anybody that might be interested in what we do, uh, goes to a lot of concerts, maybe just likes the bands that we talked about, please feel free to share us with them. Uh, we'd love to get some guerrilla marketing out there and just some recommendations to friends and families. And also, too, if you are a Spotify uh, listener, which seems to be our most popular platform at this time, uh, I guess a lot, of, a lot of Android users out there. Uh, Shout out. Subscribe there as well, or I believe it's following. You follow. Fo- on, you follow on yeah, Spotify, you yes. follow on Spotify, so follow us there. Um, also, as always, uh, we offer the opportunity to executive produce an episode, and basically what that entails is that we will go to whatever show you want us to go see in the tri-state area, uh, as long as it doesn't conflict with our schedule, and, um, you know, anything outside of New York City, we'll have to uh, work out the whole travel business of that. But uh, the deal is, is that you pick up those tickets and then we will go to that show and we will mention you in our credits and we will recap that show from top to bottom and tell you all about it, how it was. If you're attending the show, you're more than welcome to guest on our show uh, and be a part of that. And if you don't, and that can be done in person or remotely. And if you don't want a guest, we can just, you know, whatever, read off whatever things that you had to say. Or, or you can just remain silently judging us and we'll show you what we got. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty reference there. Mm. Uh, Very you know, or, or maybe you don't even live in this area and you never get to see concerts or you're like a shut in who uh likes the idea of live music but is actually also super excited about every single live gathering being shut down right now because of coronavirus yeah. maybe you're that if you are that don't tell me yeah we don't because I, I get real prickly about that. Cool that but uh whatever the case may be we're so into that we're in we're in it for you um okay so uh getting into before we get into this show uh we we like to uh you know do what talk about whatever sort of live music news we have from in between the last show to this show. Unfortunately, Marlia doesn't have any live music uh, news right now. Until because tonight. Things have been right, so that which I'll talk about on the next one. 
uh, because Marlia has been very stressed. Things have, have been very up in the air for Marlia. Very, very stressful. But uh, James and I did watch a movie. We did that, mm-hmm. which is I actually did a thing that was like not concert related uh, with James, which has you know, been a rare occurrence. So I was like, Let, let's do that. Uh, this movie was supposed to be garbage. Uh, it's uh, part of our sort of bad movie uh, tradition that we used to have. But it turned out to be pretty good. It's called Personal Best. I'm confused as to how you were told that it was garbage because it's got like good ratings and everything. So, because someone told me it was really corny and cheesy, and whatever. Like now, um, basically, uh, it's from the '80s. Mario Hemingway is in it. It's about uh, two young ladies, uh, two up and coming lady track stars. We we talk about sports sometimes on this so podcast, go, yeah. so this is a sports <laughs> news. Uh, two young ladies, up and coming track stars, who develop a. Um, they develop a very close friendship <laughs> that starts out as a friendly arm wrestling match uh, that turns into a tongue wrestling match that turns into gratuitous group sauna scenes that don't really need to be there. <laughs> I disagree. And then there's tears, and then one of them goes back to Dick, and then there's also this like track and field Olymp- Olympics trials subplot thing. Uh, I'm being facetious. The the trials were the plot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let it let it be safe to say that this movie is uh, the sports movie was pretty racy for its time and pretty uh, I don't know progressive for its time. Uh, there's a lesbian sex scenes. I'm just gonna just put it out there. That is a thing that happens. That's oh, what and you've been dancing around and, this for the last two minutes. And male feel full frontal, which I was shocked yeah, by. Yeah, a bit of everything. I mean, really, I couldn't, like, from that time. Anyway, this guy went out with one said this was, like, the hottest movie he ever seen when he was 12. Uh, which adds up. Which he, he really should not have been watching this at that age. But I guess at least all the scenes at least were uh, sex scenes or people who cared about each other. And compared to the shit 12-year-olds see now, from what I understand, uh, this is like a Disney film. Uh, but I digress. I expected it to be corny, uh, and at times uh, it was, but some of the acting was good. And uh, those action scenes where they're really pushing their limits and working up a sweat are great. And lots of slow-mo. Lots of slow-mo. And, and since we are a music podcast, I will add not a bad soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah, I'll give it, it that. some Doobie Brothers in mm-hmm. there. Uh, who else? I just remember it was just like really cool, like late 70s, early 80s, like yeah, yacht yeah. rock. It didn't for, make for the time, but you know, it worked with what they were doing. It didn't make sense really with the the set, but with the, what was going on in screen. But I didn't care. Um, so yeah, I haven't put these up. Uh, I don't think on High Decibels Pod, but I just might. I took some videos of the best moments, and James was like, "Why well, you got to put me in this video?" And I was like, because you're in the room. I'm not going to pretend I'm alone. I don't want people to know how much alone time I actually have. It would have been very lonely to watch this movie and have no one to tell my uh, complicated same-sex feelings and jokes to. James doesn't have feelings at all, really. No. Uh, but as far as jokes, he has a lot, and he doesn't mind telling <laughs> his jokes to himself. Yeah, I'll, I'll laugh at those. He says them That's in his fine. head when he's alone, and he laughs at them. So I he say them out loud I believe what I'm talking about. But I need, I need someone to, oh, okay. I thought you had said <laughs> you in your head. I need someone to tell my, my, my jokes to. So uh, very nice movie. And it was, it was really nice to just hang out and relax with you, James, like outside Aww. of all like the, you know, podcasting and working and concerts. So just like, fuck, just sit and watch a movie. I literally have not done that in like months. So I'm glad I could be a part of that. So, uh, so that, that's my news. But you went to see, uh, Last night, yeah, I was at Steve Aoki at um, Avant Gardner, which we've talked about quite a bit. 
you know, friends from upstate, shout out Jay, shout out Kyle, and of course uh, our boy Drake came out too. Um, you know, they they really want to go see, to see Steve Aoki. I wasn't really gonna at this time because they sold out really, really quick, and I have seen him before. So I met Izu. You were there. Oh, for you that. bought a secondary market. Tickets? Had to, yeah. They sold out in like fifteen. What did you minutes. pay? So I ended up paying a hundred, which is pretty good because Drake and everybody else paid like a hundred twenty, and then our other buddy Jacob came too, and he bought day of, and he paid like forty five. The piece of shit. Yeah. They just dropped like they that. They just dropped that much, but of course I bought mine like a couple weeks ago. And it was like a hundred bucks, and that was like really good because most of them were like. Does that often happen, or is this like a coronavirus thing? I don't know. That's a good question. It might be. It, it seriously might be. Because I've will never say, heard of it's, tickets it's, dropping it's like Steve that. It's Steve Aoki, so of course it's sold out. But it then didn't feel happened. it didn't feel as crowded crowded as it has been to me before at Avant Gardner. Yeah, so the first guy on was uh, Riot Ten. And that's some good like hard style, some real head banging stuff. So it was really good. I had a good time. I didn't know him. Uh, but Jay knew him really well because Jay really likes the dubstep and like the harder headbanging kind of EDM. So he's like, oh, that's great. I didn't even realize Riot 10 was going to be here. He, uh, he was like, you like pay attention. Like this guy's a good up and comer right now. You should probably probably watch for him. Timmy Trumpet came on. You know, he's he's a little more on the house side of things. Um, he's not quite as as crazy headbanging dubstep. Um, he's called Timmy Trumpet, you guys, because he literally plays the trumpet as part of his set. So you're Which not going to love what I'm about to say. Uh, it's kind of a gimmick. He's not good? <clears throat> no, I mean, he's perfectly fine, but he just pulls it out every now and then. You know what I mean? It's not really like it's not really like featured the entire time. He should have Timmy and the trumpet. Timmy and, and I could the trumpet. Do, I'll be the yeah. trumpet. Yeah. I mean, they don't look like it doesn't look like he's playing anything particularly complicated. No, no. Guys really play not. Trumpet. And it's not to say that it's like it's it's not still neat and it's not still fun. But, you know, it's not. I don't know. Um, like he didn't it didn't feature incredibly, but he, he did come on later with. Uh, was he was it as good as uh, uh Jamie, what's her face when she would play trumpet? Oh no, he doesn't even come close. To it. <laughs> Actually, legit though. I mean, she's I like a, she's like name. a uh, she's you know professionally trained jazz trumpeteer, oh, so whatever the word is. Um, he didn't really pull out any like incredible licks with it or, or whatever you want to call. It. I don't know what the word for trumpet is. I just know on guitars we call it licks. You can call um, it licks okay, or riffs. Okay, so riff, whatever. Like he didn't really do anything that blew my mind with it, but it was cool to see a trumpet incorporated into the, like big room sure. house electronic music. Like you know, um, so he was a lot of fun. Um, and then obviously Steve Aoki is just the you know one of the godfathers of of EDM. Like there, he's there, fun. There wouldn't be what like these big massive uh clubs like what we have here now in new york like without what he did uh originally in la and like now in um uh las vegas you know so his dad is like the chef right Isn't his dad like was the rich? owner of um his dad was the owner of, or something right? of uh benihana Benny he's the founder of benihana yes. but uh he like famously like didn't take a bunch of money from his dad you know what i mean okay. he, he already and he wanted to go into like a different business you know he was obviously it's a lot easier to go into music when you know it's if you crash and burn it's not that big a deal yeah he's but, not gonna like be on yeah. the street his story is like pretty interesting you should watch the uh he sat down with joe rogan it was like a, a real good podcast and he uh -huh. sort of told his story i didn't know he's like totally straight edge um, he talked about how like the whole caking thing began. Yeah, that's it feels become... like his biggest vice is cake. Well, yeah, I mean he's like the guy is a bean pole up there. Yeah, he I know. might be vegan or something. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he's like so he doesn't actually thin. eat the cake. He just no, he just pies. He just throws them at throws people. Throws them at people. He doesn't throw them into the crowd anymore. Like now, as people pay a VIP to get caked on stage, which is kind of cool to like get up on stage and he had like four or five people that just stood in front of a target and he caked them right there. And then he also had like this this foam pit brought out that uh, a couple of people that 
you know, had the the right package. We were able to come up on stage and stave dive into a foam pit. I wonder how much they paid cool. for that. Oh, man, it was like $175. The one other time I got to see him was fantastic, and this time was... He played for like three hours, too. Well, I saw him with you the first Right, you were there right? for that one, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, I had an absolute blast right now. Obviously, I'm so a little rattled, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. It was a late night. Oh, so one of the bartenders there was, like, really, really nice to me. And when I went to get earplugs, and we'll explain why I had to get earplugs later on, she gave me, like, really decent ones that she uses that are basically, like, these wax that went in. So my replacement earplugs should be coming in. But uh, I wish I got her name because it's like really, really nice of her to like not just give me the shitty foam ones that they sell for 50 bucks. She's like, oh, I don't know. Let me give you like decent ones. Here you go. I think it's because she's I've seen her around before. I think it's because she like like can tell that I've been I've been there before and like knows that I'm not a total dick. But it's so loud there. It's like you can never ask a bartender their name. and They don't wear tags or anything like that. So could also just been the dimples. Oh, maybe he's. Beautiful blues. Yeah, could have been that. <laughs> well, guys, let's just enjoy these shows while we still can before everything gets fucking it's corona canceled and we're doing an introvert's wet dream, which is, you know, never leaving the house. Yeah, we'll have to review some, like, My what's that? nightmare. There's that, uh, like, uh, live radio thing where they, they have a, I'm trying to remember the name of the website. Maybe I'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes later. But there's, like, this this radio here in New York where it's literally, they just, like, will uh, let a DJ come on and do a set. But they're like, is that the, radio lot? Something like that. I think it's radio lot. You might be right. Or lot radio. Lot radio. That's it. That's right. Lot radio. So check out lot radio. It's kind of neat. So it's like if, if it if it comes down to it, we could review those. <laughs> we just do lot radio. <laughs> yeah, reviews. we just do lot radio reviews. Yeah. Oh shit. I hope not. Uh, okay. So let's get into this show. Uh, before we even, uh, this was at Brooklyn Steel. Uh, across the street there is where the night kind of kicked off for us at this bar called 18th Ward, which I highly recommend as a pregame type thing. They yeah, have pretty yeah. good food there. It smelled real good. It's like a they had some barbecue, right? Yeah, a little bit of Someone barbecue. Someone had some ribs. So uh, anyway, um, I met James there. James was already there. And uh, James had managed to uh, sort of get on on a uh, meetup group. Yep. Uh, so some new people we met: yep. Ashley, Kurt, Austin, shout Adam. Out. Hi. What's going on? They were real nice. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley. She just like posted on a on Reddit. It's just like, hey, I'm going to the show. Is anybody else going? And I'm like, yeah, I am going. And I told her it's like we're like me and a friend are gonna go Thursday. And you know, she's like, cool. And then everybody else that responded, we all just got in on a on a group chat on Reddit, and you know, just kind of met up. And it, it was nice. It was good to meet a couple friends, and we got to, you know, kiss some hands, shake some babies, and and pass out a couple stickers, and force people to uh, follow us on Instagram, and you know, met some cool people too. Yeah, shake some hands, kiss some babies, coronavirus be damned. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't familiar with this band, so I was, you know, just having a bit of a chat with uh, these uh, super fans. Got a nice little rundown as to why they like Silver Sun pickups. Um, one thing that uh, our new friend Austin mentioned was how these songs build, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I de- you know, it's like they, they start out kind of chill and then they just hit hard. And that does, re- I'll get into it later, but it reminds me of a, of a couple other bands that kind of do this. Um, yeah, the most direct comparison that I have, the band that I have always sort of lumped them in with, uh, is The Joy Formidable. So if you've heard of them, you listen to them. They're similar to Silver Sun. They both do that same thing. And it's bringing that sort of shoegaziness. We'll talk more when we get yeah, to Silver Sun. And then I can go on my you know, mini ramble about the, the genre and everything yeah. like that. Okay. So, um, anyway, we, uh, we leave there. Uh, James said he emailed me a ticket. Uh, no such ticket existed in my email. 
Oh, well, we got it sorted. It was in that pesky AX, AXS app. app yeah. They're very much, AXS very much wants you to use their app. So. so once I got in there, we were good. But, you know, just know that if you're going to see something at Brooklyn Steel and someone's transferring tickets to you, like, that's the way to do it. You just, you just got to download their app. You just got to do it. It's 2020, and these are things that you have to do. I know, Luddites, I know. Um, there's not really much to say in turn that we haven't already said already because we visited this venue. So I personally can skip right over any kind of like, I'll, I'll mention to you again that they have a couple of food options, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you know, some bow, which is good, but I, I wouldn't, uh, bank on it. You know, if you're, if you don't specifically want that, cause that's really the only yeah, go thing. To, go to 18th Ward. But bow is little dumplings, by the mm -hmm. way. We really just rushed right in. Um, anyway, we got in just in time for the opener mm -hmm. and, They're um, off right away. and, um, that was the new regime. New regime. Yeah. So just uh, new regimes, an alt rock band that features Ilan Rubin on vocals and guitar, uh, Kemble Walters on bass and vocals and Rob Ketchum on drums and vocals. And, uh, it's sort of the me, uh, the solo act for Elon Rubin, who's, uh, currently the drummer for nine inch nails as well as angels, angels and airwaves. And also, uh, apparently drummed on one of the Paramore's al albums. So that's, uh, sort of what he's better known for. And this is his own personal act. They've been going since about Oh seven. All right. So I thought this was an older guy initially because of the sound and sort of like what I was catching from it. Mm. I mean, the opening song, which I'll, I'll have have playing is like, um, for lack of a better way to put it, it just sort of reminded me of the kind of song that I might hear in like um, like an 80s movie that like maybe one of like a, you know, early like Kirk Cameron movie or one like, those, yeah. you know, Christian Slater or something it's like da, 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 you know, and uh, I thought when I was hearing this music, I said, I thought this guy because I couldn't see his face really well because his hair was in his face. So I thought he was like in his 50s to be making music like this. Like it's very like power metal to me is the yeah, best way I can yeah, describe sure. it. I got into it. Um, I, the first two songs kind of sounded the same to me. It was a little bit difficult for me to distinguish them. Um. His third song, I think, was a new one because uh, I did pick up an album, something mm. like Sweat, Sweat in My Bones, something like that. Um, and then we saw Andre. Everyone, Andre showed up. Yeah, shout out. It was really, really funny because well, I'm standing there just kind of paying attention to the band and all of a sudden this guy walks past me, stops, looks and hugs me. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit, it's, uh, it's Andre. That's great. Actually, I feel like he had mentioned to us that he was going to be at this show. And oh, we I forgot, don't remember But I had that. totally forgotten that he was supposed to be there. and We definitely hadn't like you know hit each other up on instagram or anything like that so you know shout out andre again you the man it was really really fun running into you there in a chemical brothers t-shirt no less true true talk about having my heart yeah we've talked about andre before we've had him uh he, he's on our instagram somewhere super cool guy like another fellow concert lover and just like just that kind of person that's right up our alley you know um and has really great taste in music so anyway, you know, watching a little bit more. What was the lead singer's name again? Elon. How do I say that? Uh, Elon. Elon Rubin. Okay. Island Rubin. Island? Uh, it's spelled I L A N, so I'm assuming it's Elon. Elon. Okay. I like his personality. You know, he seemed to be a very humble guy. Mm. Our jackets were very similar. I noticed that. Uh, midway through the set, I mean, that. it was fine. Um, I I can't say I was going buck wild, uh, but I was digging it. There's a nice solid bass line. By the fifth song, um, I don't know. I. 
I don't know that how much of it was was the band and how much of it was this crowd. The crowd was not engaging very much. Yeah. That wasn't really helping me because they sort of feed off of crowd energy. And I'm not really sure what that was about. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a problem throughout the night. Which, you yeah, know, we'll be able to talk about but that like in this early up, part, so. it was just kind of like, hmm. There's some good soloing, though. I will say that. I remember at this point about midway through the set, mm-hmm. he was soloing. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, we heard the song Do Right By Me. At this point, my brain was just like, there's just too many bands. <laughs> Maybe there's just too many bands like out there. In just the world. existing. No, that's terrible. There's something for everyone. I mean, listen, you could say this. It's you could say the same thing about podcasts, right? Sure, right. Except Every, no one's doing what we're it, doing. Yeah. Ayo. But we have like 50 listeners. But those people love us. So Thank something you. For Shout out to you. Maybe it's just that I see so many bands. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I right, see so right. many bands, and the more bands I see, the more selective I become. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, um, I've sort the, of the, the more sort of yeah, uh, yeah, like I. Uh, that there's a reason that the I higher kept, the bar goes for me. Yeah, there's a reason that I keep that list of like the yeah, um, you know, the openers that I see that I end up really liking because you're right, I do see so many that if one actually stands out to me, like I really want to to follow up on them and but i feel like the less i would see the more they would stand individually and the more that i see the more it's like you've really there has to be something that and i can't even like put my finger on it and it could really could just come down to a matter of personal taste yeah but it's taking more and more for a band to stand out to me and i really don't want it to come down to sensationalism and like you know oh be a party clown up there let me dance no, no, no. Yeah. dance. but but Listen, just just look through our um just look through the playlist and see how different all of the bands are right that are on there, but i guess so. what i'm saying is we have some some bands that uh you know, putting on a good show, but it's not just about that. We've definitely pointed out bands in terms of musicianship or song composition. Right. But I just, you know, I was looking for that thing and I hadn't quite found it yet. Um, there was a song uh, that was called You Can Be, some, I think it was called You Can Be Whoever You Want to Be. This is a song about like wanting people to see you a certain way. I'm like, uh, relate, feel seen. Mm-hmm. Ashley said that too. Um, this was sort of like to me felt like a slowed down sort of Chili Peppers because it was uh, funky bass and a front. This is the best way I can describe it: a front, a frontal vocal delivery. Like when Anthony Kiedis, it's like very up here. You yeah, know sure, I mean? sure, Every, sure, sure. It's like not back here, but like in the throat. It was like, so it was like that kind of delivery, that front forward, um, that forward delivery. He has a decent voice. Um, we had knocking down your door at this point. I was like, maybe I need a new perspective. Mm. So I was like, let me check this out from the back. Uh, so I went to go get a drink. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a mood. <laughs> Where is that? Sure. Maybe I see too <laughs> many bands and I'm getting jaded. So I get the drink and I did something that I don't normally get to do, which I like to do at Brooklyn steel because what's cool about Brooklyn steel. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before is that you can hang out right by their light and sound people mm. and watch them the whole time. If you're that, if you're that kind of nerd which uh, I can be at times. They're right there. Usually they have them up in sort of a crow's nest, you know what I'm saying, yeah, upper but level. Here. But here you can be literally kind of standing above them mm-hmm. the way they have it because they have like an upper they, level. Yeah, they've got the a bit of a pit there so you can stand yeah. like right so behind it. It's a pit is what it is. Yeah. And you, and you can watch just them. into it. It's kind of neat. So here's a funny, this is, I never did tell you this because I remember I came back up front and I said I got a funny story for oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never told me. That's right. So here, here goes. <laughs> so, uh, 
So I'm watching the light and sound, and uh, the sound guy, you know, he's really like, he's on it. He's doing mm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm such an idiot because I have like don't really know what you're doing, but uh, presumably adjusting levels and and that sort of thing. Pressing buttons, moving knobs, and pressing button, yeah. moving knobs. But I know it all amounts to something. Of course, the girl right. next to him, not so much. You know, she was. Uh, looked like she was just maybe kind of taking a break, taking it easy. Maybe, sure. I don't want to say sloughing off a bit, but maybe sloughing off a bit. Uh, just kind of hanging out there. So what happened when I was there was like. Elon, if I'm saying that right, he shouted out light and sound at that very moment. He's like, I don't know what he said, <laughs> but he was just kind of like uh, giving credit to his light and sound people. And he was like, oh, light and sound people are doing a great job. And then she's like, oh, shit. And then she got right back on that. Oh, board. yeah. Go, yeah uh, me. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And as soon as like the lead singer literally calls out that she exists, she's like, oh, oh yes. Uh, uh, and she got right back on the board. I was like, that's like me at work. Like, so my boss is like, this is, coming down the hall. this is Marlia. This is such and such. I'm like, oh, shit, yes. Typity, typity. <laughs> yes, I do the working. Very much, yeah. Spreadsheets. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my <laughs> excelling. Yeah. Excelling now. No, this you know, isn't, this isn't, isn't a, a, I'm not listening to a podcast about murder. It's, uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that thing where it's yeah. just like, you know. And it's, it's focusing like, where the sounds. boss like comes in and it's just kind of like. Uh, oh yeah, and then you know da da da, and then like the big boss comes in. Oh, this introduces you to someone new that started working there. Like this is so and so. Like yes, 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 working. Hi, yes, yes cor- of course. Correct, yes, correct. hello, very hello. attentive. You know, very attentive. Um, I was. I've been thinking of what to get to lunch for lunch for the last like, twenty minutes. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like wondering. I was like, was he like? Could he like see her from the stage and could see that she was just kind of like going, not oh, doing shit? And was like, you know what? I think it's time to get someone to snap to attention. Uh, but it was so funny how she just like, you know, like snapped to at that very moment. I are jobbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it did. It really felt like that. Or like when you like catch a dog doing something naughty. They're not. And they're like, I'm not go, doing anything. And they <laughs> sit up straight. Yeah. They sit up straight and they're like, yes, yes, not doing that. So that was just kind of like a funny sort of work moment because you think like you watch these people and you forget like this is their, job. their job they're, get, right, they're right. getting paid this is work for them and they do the it same just happens that we to be do in offices, they do they you know? do the same shit yeah. that we do in offices because they but you're light and sound you don't think that anybody's looking at them sure you don't think anybody's paying attention and the thing is is like if she's able to just sit back and not do much is probably because everything's fine you know what I mean. Yeah, and but so, it was like she she made herself real busy. Like yeah, the right, second right. he like acknowledged yeah. her existence, and it was funny because I mean, listen, this could all be me imagining it, but I mean, did the guy the guy that was on the soundboard did kind of chuckle a little bit oh, when yeah. it happened because <laughs> I was like, I feel like he kind of knew that that was what happened too, but it just felt like a very officey, like you know, sure. off, not the show office, but like an actual office, like a very officey type moment. Which your, we all do. Your feet you know? up on your desk or something. <laughs> you take your feet up. Like, yeah, you know, ah, yes, just, definitely correct. It's so, like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, my dear, you are not even in a cubicle. You are, people definitely see you. Right, right. But I think you get into this mindset where you don't, you don't realize that. I don't know. This is funny. And then, uh, then he got into this song. We had some uh, forced audience participation, Marlia's favorite. I want you to have my body and soul. Yeah, was that yeah. it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and then I got high, and then I was really enjoying myself. Um, the drummer was pretty yeah, on I point, I will say that. They're, um, they were all, like, musically fine. They're all very talented, yeah. and I liked, um, even though he's the lead vocalist, I liked that everybody, it, they weren't just backups all the time, like, harmonizing. All three yeah. of them sang, and they'd all have, like, individual parts. So that, yeah. was, that was good. I liked that. Um, you don't hear a ton of bands that, play off like 
multiple voices as much. You know, it's not quite like a band of skulls where it's two lead singers, or, or in this case, it would be three. But it's like one lead singer and two, like, kind of active backups, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Elon, if I'm saying that right, do they have, like, a pronunciation thing there on Wiki or whatever? Mm, Sometimes they do that. Island? It could be Island. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm getting your name wrong, sir. Uh, he really put himself into this, and I will give him that. Um, why don't you kind of do your wrap up and then I'll do mine on this opener. Um The thing is is like I uh, there it was good. There is uh there is a um I think there's a market for them. Like I know people that I can that I can go, "Oh, you should check these guys out. I think you'll like them." Um everybody's very very talented. I don't know, it just it didn't really stand out to me. It's the long and short of it. It's like they're de- they don't. I don't feel like there's somebody that I'm gonna turn back to. Like I didn't add them to the the opener playlist or anything like that. Um, there was no like one song that I remember listening and being like, "That's really good." Like I I, I want to hear that again and hear what that's like uh, recorded. You know, um, there was just like it, I don't know. They didn't look bored on stage or anything like that, and yet they couldn't get the crowd into it. And so I don't know where the disconnect was, what like why they weren't able to get the crowd. And I am somebody that likes a crowd that's that's active, which you know we're we're gonna talk about when we get to Silver Suns. Hint, hint. Very very active crowd there, and you know uh, I'm I'm having the time of my life, sweating my balls off just in a crowd like that. Whereas before then, like I, I wore a hoodie there, and like I was still able to keep it on. You know what I mean? While this band was on. Which tells me that I wasn't moving a lot, you know what I mean? And the place, even though it never like got super packed and like super tight enough that I think it would it would have just been everybody's body heat warming me up. Uh, like it was once everybody started moving and it started to get really hot. That's when I had to take it off. So if I am still wearing it and just fine, and you know me, I'm somebody that gets really warm really really quick. So if I'm still okay Human wearing heater. this thing, yeah, I'm a heater. So if I'm still wearing this thing, then that tells me that I don't know you weren't engaging me all that much. I sort of I have to concur in terms of uh, crowd engagement. I know that they were that uh, Elon Island, however I say that, uh, was definitely making giving a hundred percent and making that effort. And there was some sort of disconnect, and I can't really put my finger on it. Um, I feel like there were those in the crowd that knew the band. There was a handful, but there just like really wasn't a lot. Right. So you what know. I was going to say was that that disconnect sort of, de- you know, deflated it a, a bit for me. Um, and I feel like, you know, again, I see a lot of bands and I think that this is a good band. It just, you know, it just may not be the style that I usually uh, gravitate towards, but mm. I know there are people that would. But so then I will say, you know, we always ask the question, was this an appropriate opener for Silver Sun? And I have to say, I'm not so sure because people that were there were there to see Silver Sun. And if they're not engaged by the opener, then perhaps that band wasn't right Mm -hmm. for this fan base. Mm -hmm. That was kind of where I took it. Now, I will say, I, I normally don't jump around in time, but I feel like it's appropriate to do this. I, I did meet with uh, Elon afterwards very briefly at the merch table, and I, I got to tell you, like, 
one of the nicest, most like kind, sure, humble, gracious, gracious, it on stage gracious. Too, you know yeah, I mean? that was the thing. It was like I'm I very think that he to the crowd. I was getting a sense that he was picking up on this crowd's uh, lack of engagement. But instead of sort of like, because sometimes bands will, you know, frontmen will do this if they've got a huge ego, they will almost kind of scold the that, crowd that, for that. That dude before Godcaster, what's his name? Do you remember it? Oh God! And he yeah, was like a was nobody. Asshole. Yeah, yeah. He was a yeah. He was a nobody. You know what I'm saying? And this guy is definitely somebody. I mean, you don't get to drum for the bands that he drums for, and not be talented. Mm. He's obviously super talented. But I think he has the humility to understand that, you know, okay, it's sort of like working as a comedian. Like, it's just like you're not going to connect with every single house every night. And he didn't seem resentful or whatever. He was just kind of like, well, this is what it is. And I'm going to do, you know, do what I do. And then it it goes or it doesn't. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so I really, really liked him as a person. He was, you know, he gave me time. Clearly a professional too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Within the business. And, uh, you know, again, my interaction with him was very pleasant. And, um, you know, I, I had to go or whatever. So, but I felt like... I, you know, I had talked to him a bit about his influences and that sort of thing. And I would have loved to have talked to him more about his work, but we had, you know, everyone's like running out the Mm. door. Um, but uh, he would have probably talked to me for a little bit. Oh, and also his merch guy like pulled me over to, to oh, buy to a CD. So that kind of like ended ended oh. the conversation a bit there. But I would have been happy to talk to him for a while. You know what I'm sure? And I feel like he would have been happy to talk to me. And that's the kind of front man I love. So I would say like... This is what I would say. I would say, you know, if if what he's doing is succeeding in other crowds, opening sure. for other types of bands, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. And if for some reason it's not, I would say, you know what? I feel like this guy knows his he 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 knows his music background. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He he understands like the roots of this music, whatever. Maybe in cor- I don't know. We're seeing like this blues resurgence late lately. Maybe incorporate some other elements, some other types of uh, of music into your music like that and just like flesh it out a little mm. bit. I'm not really sure what it is, but I feel like maybe just some sort of diversification within the music. If, again, that is if this is consistently happening, right, you know, where right, crowds right. are consistently acting this way. If this was a one-off, forget everything I'm saying. But if they're consistently acting this way, maybe some diversification. Anybody listening to this, check them out. You might like them, play a couple songs, but, you know, they're not really somebody that I'm going to come back to. They sound, it sounds just like a little too safe, a little too businessy, you know, and maybe that's him just because that he's, he's so, like, in the business and really knows it well. Um, like nothing really, really stood out. Do you mean and, like the said, kind of music that like super groups put out? Remember that MTV show kinda, Super Group? Yeah, exactly. Where it's that's like they would put together right. like the different yeah. big, big deal, big dig, big deal people right. from different metal bands and put them together right. and they did that's reality great. show. All the, all but sometimes I feel like egos. the music that came out from those super groups, like Velvet Revolver was like technically a super they group. They were a super group. And yeah. I just, Every now and then you get good ones. Them Crooked Vultures. I guess, really but it's just album. like for every reason, it's like I can't name a single song, but it sounds like an amalgamation of just like pieces of different like late 80s to early 90s rock bands. And it's like it feels like um, it feels like the equivalent of like a compilation album. A little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, it. but I'm like, but what is 
I'm seeing all of the things that I'm used to hearing, but what makes you stand out? Like that was the thing for me for mm. su- with super groups. It was it just always seemed like, like you said, like yeah, you've been in the business right. for a long while. This is a formula. This formula works. Mm. And uh, this is what we're going to do. Right. It's like, fuck the formula. I, I don't want to fully judge them on, on one night because it could have been an off night. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're... I feel like the guy is... They're way too lively and active on stage for all of their crowds to be like our crowd was. You know what I mean? Right. But you know what? You you can say like the one night, but it's like if you listen to the album, the music is what it is. Right, you right, know, right, the type right, of music sure. it is what it is. And I just kind of got the sense that this was music that... Uh, like I said, like almost like you said, like uh, been in the business for a while, mm. a sort of formula, and that that formula works for a lot of people. But I got to be honest with you, formulas more so are working more with pop and hip hop. That's what younger people are listening to. They're mm. into formulaic music, and formulaic rock music is more for older people, and those people are going to die out. Sure, you know what I mean. So you almost kind of have to like evolve. It, yeah, like break out of the formula a little bit is the best. Like, listen, I had a late night as well. Not that I was, like, out, but just I was, like, very busy. So my mind's a bit addled, and I'm, I'm having a bit of a heart. But am I making sense, like, in trying to articulate this? I don't know. You'll find out <laughs> during editing. <laughs> am I making sense to you in to the me, moment? Because, sure, yeah, like, yeah. you said, like, the way that you put it, it's, like, been in the business for a while. Yeah. Like, right? Yes. Yeah, I feel like safe is, like, a, a mean way to put it, but it's the best way to put it. I don't mean that in a mean Like, a, it's a, a safe a choice. Way, right, you know I mean? right. I'm not trying to insult the guy. I could by see this music being safe. used for, like, a political campaign. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's. So again, yeah, I, I don't, the thing is, is like maybe if you listen to this and uh, I, I'm not going to discourage you from putting on a couple of their songs and seeing if you like them or not, but uh, I, I would not go out of my way to see them again, honestly. I probably would want to hear some things on Spotify first from them, new things that's perked my interest that were different from thing i know everything is derivative but something with your own spin on it that moves away from the form a little bit just something that just means go huh mm. and then i would go back and see him live but i will say this if i was seeing someone else live and they happened to be there yeah, yeah I'd, I'd watch still go see it again that's fine I'd sure watch. i'll give you a that. good time but I, yeah. I i really don't want to it's like sound too negative about this because truly like i can see that there's talent and there's a lot of effort put into yeah, it it just wasn't for us and humility which is huge yeah. for me like to not be an asshole you score so many points for me for being gracious sure. with fans <laughs> so uh yeah so those are those are my thoughts um all right so uh we had a break there after this one we met a couple more people ada alicia hi uh these were really nice people uh ada was uh, the girl that was pretty tall i think so yes no i I mean i'm telling you in case you remember her uh yeah, because I remembered them, but I didn't remember their names. Yeah, and Alicia was her friend. She was yeah. a little bit shorter. Alicia made so I was talking to Alicia because she was like, because Ada had said, "Oh, my friend Alicia, she's a huge fan." Da da da. And so I was like, "Well, I would like again to ask a, a super fan why they are one." She made a really good point. She was like, "She's just like I just feel supported by their music." She's like, "When I want to go work out and mm. I put this music on, I feel supported." She's I like, "The gym but, all the time. It's great." Yeah, yeah, she said. But then if I'm like, you, you know. At home, and I am crying, and I am hurting. She's like, sure. I feel supported by this music. She's like, or if I'm just up on Sunday morning making some breakfast, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. a normal, normal day, normal moment. She's like, I feel supported. And I was like, huh. You, it's like the music's like a friend. And and what I think it is to that is that the music, there's so much of that buildup that we kind of mentioned, and we'll talk more throughout the night. 
Um, part of what they're known for, uh, I'll talk Silver Suns in a sec, but a bit part of what they're known for is these buildups in their songs. And they could have some long songs, like even their their most famous one, Lazy Eye. There's a, a version that's seven minutes of that song. You know what I mean? And it's this long, long buildup. So I think that works so well for her in that sense because uh, you can you could use your emotions along those long buildups however you need it to you know what i mean yeah you could use these long buildups to cry it out or you could use these long buildups to get yourself fucking pumped at the gym you know what i mean yeah so i always appreciate just sort of like a, a fan take on it uh you know and uh a shame that we you know couldn't do a guest for this one for logistical reasons yeah, but because we met uh, some very nice we met some people, people who are not only nice and no. interesting but like well-spoken people who are real fans and who are really engaged with the band so you know in the future we definitely want to want to take on me i don't know maybe for our next show we'll find a super fan that if they can't come in like they can sure. at least call in you know what i'm saying because yeah. i have we're not going to tell you who it is but I, I have a feeling based on what i've heard that our next show is probably going to have some super fans there oh, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway that was a fan take but this t- yeah actual yeah. the band the band Sorry itself silver sun pickups uh Founding members Brian Albert and Nikki Moninger, uh, who started the band in 2000, and then they changed to uh, Chris Guanlao and uh, on drums and Joe Lester on keyboards in 02, and that's been the lineup for 18 years now. So it's been that same band. Uh, five albums out. They're from LA's Silver Lake music scene, which came out of 2000. And I started dig down in that a little bit. Uh, that's James, like, when you go to when you go to LA, like I'm, if you I'm have start, time, I'm considering maybe. Like, I feel like you me. should go to Silver Lake. Yeah, of all people. Because I was looking at some of the bands like Rilo Kylie coming out of there and every, and stuff like that. I'm like, that's cool. I, I I wonder if there's like a meet me in the bathroom for that era because i'd i'd like to read about it and learn about it you know you should I mean? visit that area if you have I, time. I think i can yeah shout out i'm going to la next week to uh, visit my buddy who shout out kevin because he's lived out there for a year and a half and is moving back um so very very excited um but anyway so they came out in that 2000 scene uh they're an alt rock indie band but they also have a lot of this uh the buildup that we mentioned is the shoegazy elements. And for those who don't know, shoegaze is a, a sort of a, a genre that kind of developed in uh, the UK in like the, the 90s. Uh, and it's really famous for the long buildups. That's a big part of it and very, very effects heavy, but with the guitar uh, and with the guitar and bass guitar instead of using synthesizers. So the reason it's called shoegaze is because they would rely on all these pedals at the ground. And famously, all these bands would like have to stare at their feet a lot and watch the pedals because they're they're stepping and changing them constantly throughout the night. So uh, that's how the the, the um, genre got its name. And it's known as very, very ambient and sort of droney at times. Uh, and so this band sort of takes a, a lot of those elements and adds it to a sort of a, a alternative rock, indie rock sound. I was going to say, like, though, as far as, like, uh, you know, indie rock goes, to me, this isn't poppy per se because Mm -hmm. there's not too much about it that i would say feels uh light does there's nothing about it that feels light like we talked about saint motel and there's like a a light energy and jukebox goes there's a light energy i will say this is accessible though i feel like this is a kind of music that's like very easily digestible it's not something you have to think too hard when you're listening to it you could that's a thing you could think hard Mm -hmm. about it because there's complexities in there but you don't have to you can really just sort of have it in the background and have it sort of carry you Uh, there's nothing uh overtly weird about it and the other thing i wanted to add about uh the shoegazing is like it's part the pedals and part just sometimes it's 
there's sort of a uh, common personality aspect of the kind of people who maybe just kind of use those pedals as an excuse to look down so they don't have to look at people. Just feel, feel a yeah, bit shy. Yeah, but in shy. the 90s, they were just called weirdos. They're just so. called shy. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, what I think is interesting about what what I saw in, in this music is like we talk about those heavy guitars and the heavy bass and the, and the distortion and mm. the fuzz. But oftentimes the vocals are not so much the vocals are like this weird contrast where it's like you're hearing like these guitars just rock out and slam and slam you into the wall and it's like a uh, uh, Mm, like mm. this like soft droning voice so i don't know i always thought that i i like music like that with that that has a contrast and, and this genre is is one that certainly showcases that for sure is that everything on the band can you yeah, give me the lead just, singer's name again one more time? Uh, Brian Aubert. Brian, okay. And then Nikki Moniger on bass also like had a lot of the backup. And yeah. She, you know, sort of like what we mentioned before where she'd have like whole sections to herself as well. Yeah. So uh, Nikki was very, very popular. I would just say this from the get-go mm. with the crowd. Uh, she's got... Great hair. Not that it matters, but it, but it helps. <laughs> uh, very attractive woman. Um, but also, you know, good solid bass lines. I, I, certainly this isn't all, all yeah, about her pro looks. Yeah, real pro, too. You know, but, she's been but, at it for 20 years. But she stands out. Like, she has a look that stands out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You can't not notice that. And the same with Brian, really. Definitely, yeah. You know, he has a look. Well, they all kind of have a keyboardist. Like, even though he's just like a statue over there. Like, right, he right. definitely he has a look, though. He had a look yeah. of his own. Um, and, and then there was the drummer and that was it, right? Yep. yep. That's the four of them. Okay. So anyway, the first song that we heard was Neon Wound. This was a solid start. Uh, I couldn't help but notice, but the bass drum design was so sick. I'm going to be putting up some uh, pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gorgeous design. All in all, her bass guitar as well. Like, yeah, they had some really cool looking equipment and it sort of fits their whole, the style of the music that they play. Yeah. There's an attentiveness to aesthetics there, which I always appreciate. Very LA of them. So very, yeah, very good solid star. I will say, yeah, that design to me was like on the bass drum was very like early 2000s L.A. to me Mm because it was sort of like, I don't know how to put it. It's like this, this like uh, combination of like metal, but like with the rockabilly, like it looked like that psychobilly look where it's like the letters are all kind of like gothic looking and weird, but like also there's pink. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's um, sort of the album. So this this came off the recent album, uh, last year's Nia, uh, Widow's Weed. So what you're seeing there, that's similar to the, the album cover. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, very very much all pulled together in terms of their aesthetic. The lighting was great for this show. I will say that. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, really nice. How did you feel about the uh, the sound mixing? Did you feel like you got enough vocals? I wasn't sure because a part of it is like, well, that's the style. He's supposed sure. to be sort of underneath Short, it all yeah, a little bit, yeah. but sometimes it was almost like a little bit too much, like he was like underwater. So they 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 played that one, and then our second song. I we're pretty sure it was. Uh, we don't really have a set list to go off on online, and if we did, um, it could be wrong, which a lot of times they are. Uh, but we think it, was, it doesn't matter why. Mm. Uh, this had a, uh, <laughs> here's my note here, most excellent guitar riff opener. So I must have heard something uh-huh. very Bill and Ted is all I can figure. It must have been, yeah. Damn, Which is funny because, I- ironic enough because I'm actually wearing a Bill and Ted shirt. So. Uh, <laughs> be excellent to be each excellent other. Yeah, the Eight I like that. You've I've never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Pause this now. Watch the movie. <laughs> 
Okay, you know what? I'm actually like, while you're saying that, I'm going to, it's too bad you don't have headphones. I'm going to get a picture of you on the mic with that shirt. Move your laptop a little bit down so I can see it. But don't lean back because I want you to look svelte. Uh-huh, svelte. Yeah, show the arms a little bit. <laughs> yeah, don't don't block the thing. All right, we'll, we'll uh, put glitter background behind that so people don't see, like, all the shit behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, glitter background for the win. Anyway, so uh, I got to tell you, uh, the sound could have been turned up on the keys for this one. That was bothering me. Okay. Um, and maybe a little bit on the bassist vocals. His vocals, I feel like, okay, I think it was more her vocals mm. that I felt like, you know, they we, we got to give those uh, a little bit of bump. Uh, this band is solid, though. At this point, I like this is like again. This is my first exposure to them outside of listening on Spotify, mm. and I was like, uh, "Yeah, okay, I'm feeling this. This is good. I can see why people are fans." They're exciting. They make you so move yeah, and, exactly. And act. I was like, "Yeah, the the sound makes me want to move," and the crowd was, uh, you know, showing energy and I, you know, giving back, and I really liked that. So so far, I was like, "Okay, a good start." And then someone farted, and yeah. I hate when that <laughs> happens. Um, so, but whatever, we recovered. Uh, then, um, we had, I think this was little, little lovers. So polite. Mm. I think, um, just that went right into it. That's the thing too, is a really good, just sort of flowing in from song to song. There aren't really any breaks or anything like that. Well, Cause with they them, all, a lot of the time. you know, all of their songs and it's not as, um, all of their songs, as I keep saying, have that sense of buildup into them. So it's like they always have a good climax at the end and then immediately sort of go into the next one that builds up. You know? so yeah, they, so I they like flow that. Into each other well. You know, and it's just and you know what? That's not good or bad. It's just it's a different approach. I mm. mean, I don't mind when bands it works stop really their well for me. Yeah, I don't mind know? when bands stop their songs and let you cheer for them and then they announce the next song. Whatever, that's yeah. fine. This is just a different way of doing it. And I personally liked it. Mm. I, I thought it was a nice change to just flow from song to to song without breaking this and then at this point i was just kind of what does this remind me of and i was like is it is it the breeders it's like it kind of reminds me of the breeders it sounds so very 90s like sound very 90s to me mm-hmm. but i was like i couldn't put my finger on it um but like with like these soft vocals with the hard guitar line I, so that was kind of where my brain was at that point and the crowd was really into this really song. starting to heat up yeah yeah, yeah. Then we had, uh, I believe it was Panic Switch. Panic Switch this was a f- some funky shit. This oh, had yeah. a really nice funky bass line that I really appreciated. And this is when the moshing started. It sure did. I did. Gotta be honest with you, I never would have expected that. And here's the from thing. the crowd that was a f- were fans of this band because here's they're the a bit low key at yeah. least, but vocally, but not with the guitars being hard. I guess I could see it, but yeah. it did surprise what, me. Would, so here's a crazy thing. So I obviously this was a show that I picked, and you know I've talked Silver Suns to you before. I am the fan of the two of us. I'm not gonna pretend that I I know them like every single song like a passion bit or something like. I'm, yeah, it's not like Cold War with you. No, yeah, right, right, right. And that's not to say that I don't like Silver Suns like that. It's just I can't love every band. You, know you can't I mean? exactly. <laughs> I can't you know love what? every Sometimes band. Sometimes I feel it's like tough. you feel guilt know, by not loving every band. Yeah, like it's like you with dogs. Like you can't you can't take all of the dogs home. I really like this band and I know most of these songs, but I can't. I'm not gonna pretend that I know. You can't take all of them home. <laughs> right panic switch is one that is like one of my personal favorites I, I listen to it at the gym all the time like that's a really really good one so um for this one to be the one where it really starts to heat up i wasn't surprised uh that that would be the one that everybody started to jump around okay. to each other with but i gotta tell you even though i've been listening to them longer i didn't really expect there to be mosh pits that night either you know and so um that was a pleasant surprise for me so yeah, so at this point, uh, James was like, "Hold my drink," and mm. he got he got into the pit. 
Uh, then they slowed it down with their next song, Freakazoid. Um, again, you know, I don't have really a ton on this other than it was slowed down. If I'm being completely honest with you, no song was really sticking out for me at this point. It was more of like an overall soundscape and an overall, uh, you know, oral palette, mm. if you will, that it was kind of getting from them. That, that was like this sort of hard guitar soft vocals, shoegazy, sort of a 90s sound, sounding like a band that I can't quite name, can't quite can't quite pin down. Yeah, so nothing was really, really standing out for me right now, like song by song, other than I guess that like funky shit that I heard on Panic Switch, mm. that, ba- that bass line. So I was just kind of like more sort of taking in the overall experience at this point. Um, then we had, uh, we thought it was substitution, right? Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So that, that brought the tempo back up, and mm. the moshers were like ready to go right, by right, this right. point. Like, there was a kind of a, uh, it wasn't that big during Panic Switch, but there was a mosh pit. And then when Substitution hit, like, that, that mosh really, really opened up. Someone crowd surfed briefly. Yeah, or tried I, I, to. I got the video of that because I put them up. And that's, uh, if you look on the, our highlights, it, it's still on there. I kept it there. And it said, for the record, I got him up there. I got him up. And then he moved like two feet and they started dropping him right away. I'm like, you guys suck. Come on. Yeah, I'm not sure if people were just like, I was like, how can you be a mosher and not good at holding up crowd surfers? Right. I was like, I know it wasn't packed, but it was packed enough to hold up a crowd surfer. People were just not doing a good job with it. And I can't quite figure that out. I don't know. It was really... Speaking of, this was also uh, where... Kind of a head scratcher. This is is also where I, A, broke my watch during this song. Oh, was this when it happened? Because it didn't break when I was uh, during um, Panic Switch. And then I remember Freakazoid, and then I got back into the mosh during substitution. And then, yeah, broke my watch um, strap. Was able to pick up the watch. It's not damaged at all. I was shocked because I, th- I thought I saw somebody step on it. And this is a smart watch, too, so that would have really sucked. Um, and my earplugs got knocked out. So for the rest of the night, I was uh, going, you know, going raw, as mm-hmm. we say. <laughs> raw dog. Yeah. Raw dog in so it. So that's why uh, I mentioned the earplugs. Raw drum in it. That's yeah, what we should call it. Raw drum yeah, in so it. That's why I mentioned the Hey, we just came up with a word. You know, you're going to raw drum it tonight? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you want to sure do that? You want to raw drum it? You should really bring protection. You should really protect yourself. <laughs> you know, you might regret that in the morning. Uh, yeah. And something doesn't, something hurts and yeah, doesn't feel are right. Um, but yeah, people were really, really, really in this band. And I'm looking around at uh, the people that we uh, initially uh, touched base with at the meetup, and, and they were like fully, fully in it. For sure. Fully in it. Um, but it was funny because it was like, despite that, I did notice at this point this sort of like old guard demographic were just not okay with this tomfoolery. Yeah, like there was this gray beard like guy next to me that was like scowling. Yeah. And, scowling the whole time it's at like, the mosh pit like uh-huh. can't people just enjoy the music you know he was like did he say that really no no but it oh, had okay. that i mean it was a thought bubble oh okay <laughs> that popped up above his head and i could just see like, it yeah, as clear can, as day are. you know he was clearly like in his 50s he was just not having it with this and eventually this guy just demurred and decided to move away from the mosh pit right. and then uh james triple dog dared me to mosh so i did it and i got my bad toe stomped on i'll Ooh. have you know uh, but uh, but I did. It was my first uh, co-ed from, I don't want to say my first co-ed mosh ever because, you know, Kim's mosh pit eventually did turn from female to co-ed because that's the way the world works. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but the first, from the beginning, like co-ed, you're getting in this mosh pit. It wasn't bad. I just yeah. had to really brace myself, you know. 
Yeah, this um, one wasn't super wild. Like, I never fell or anything during yeah. this one. Nobody but was, I did like, get stomped on. Yeah. That's why I don't mosh, fella. Because my, my nice Adidas uh-huh, are all, right. <laughs> all scuffed up now. Um, then uh, Circadian Rhythm. Uh, the bass is saying on this one, mm. and you know, people always really fucking go nuts when she sings. I'm not sure why. I don't know. She's just been like a, a face of, of the band for a while. She's got that sort of like calm, like calm personality up there, and just like always smiling and just so excited and happy that that people are there to see her, drawn to her you as know? a person. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, uh, yeah it was she, like there was nothing she, really standout happening, but people are going right. wild, absolutely wild for her. I don't know the full story behind it, but I know she took a hiatus for a year when she got pregnant. Okay, and so I, I and I believe the band like she told everybody it's like no, no no keep touring like don't don't stop just because of this. So I think that maybe that's part of it is you know for a year they didn't have her and then she came back and everybody was you know really happy. It's just not her and the her. lead singer, right? They're not. Are they? Together? I think they were. I don't know if they still are. My Wait, is it his baby too? I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm, Got to find that out. Yeah. They played Don't Know Yet. They played Don't Know Yet. This one was kind of fun. Mm. Again, we had some more forced audience participation. Mm. Uh, snap along. Because, I mean, okay, they can't make you do it, but if they say things like, if you can snap and you want to snap along, snap along. If you want to snap along but you don't know how, just get close to the coolest person you know that can. If you know how to snap and you don't want to snap along, well, then fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So he what are you gonna do? On stage, it was funny. So really what, what are you gonna do? You're yeah. gonna if you can snap, you snap. Yeah, don't disappoint Brian Albert. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fun one. It was like a more of a that that was that's a thing is like I think that this was one of those moments where I was sort of what uh, what do we call that when uh, my left brain shuts off and my right brain I was carried. I was oh carried. yeah, you just got. I got carried uh-huh. at this point, so I don't, I can't, I don't have much on the song. I don't remember much about it, but I just remember find, kind of feeling like I was on a wave, mm. and I was really into that moment. Um, yeah, it's fun. That's another new one off the, the Widow's Weeds, uh, Widow's Weed album, Widow's Weeds album. Yes. We went into dots and dashes. Um, so this was the point where I was like, you know, I turned to this one guy, uh, this guy Adam. And I said, this is just hearkening back to the 90s for me. I can't Mm. quite put my finger on it. It's like soft vocals, hard guitar and bass, maybe the Breeders, Letters to Cleo. I'm not sure. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, well, I've always thought that they're just trying to sound like Smashing Pumpkins. And you're like, oh. And I was like, that's it. Ding, 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 ding. But you want to know something? After he said that, Mm -hmm. the rest of the night. All I could hear, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, no. That was all it was to really? me. It sounded like, I was like, this sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. And this sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. And I look at him, he's like. What'd I tell you? What'd I tell you? I'm like, you have ruined this for me. Oh, don't um, tell me that. Now I'm going to hear but that. But <laughs> he's not wrong. I could see the comparison. You guys, sure, if you yeah. like Smashing Pumpkins, you'll like this band because right. this band sounds, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, just reduce them to being completely derivative of this band. But it's like. The, the, the similarities are unmistakable sure, right, right. how similar they sound to Smashing Pumpkins, which I got to admit took away from it a little bit for me because it's like I was very, it's funny that I didn't pick up on it because I was very into Smashing Pumpkins back mm-hmm. in the day, but I was just kind of like, ah, the fact that they sound so much like this band, you know, sort of takes the shine off of it a little bit for me. I'm still enjoying it, especially with, with how uh, into it the crowd is and that and sort of thing, but I was just this kind of like... This is the first like time I'm, I'm looking at it on uh, their Wikipedia, and it says musical style, 
Uh, Silverstone pickup sounds on the first two albums often encompasses multiple overdubs of distorted guitars. Is frequently compared to that of Smashing Pumpkins and My Bloody Valentine. My so, Bloody Valentine, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, mm, you know, kind of sunk for me a little bit because I was just like hearing so much of that. Um, it's a good point. That doesn't bother me though because yeah. I never got too into Smashing Pumpkins or My Bloody Valentine. So, right. Like, so I think that's the thing, and I think it's some a sort of a hump that you get over, sort of like with Greta Van Fleet sounding sure. like Led Zeppelin. It's like you just sort of at a certain point to be like, okay, they have their own spin, but but it, hearing it in that moment just sort of like flipped a switch for me and threw me off course so much that mm. then it became all I could all I could really hear. And now I feel like I have to go back to their music and try to figure out like, okay, well, what makes them stand apart from Smashing Pumpkins? What makes what makes them not like that? Because that's all I'm hearing. But in that moment, then it became all about that. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, what what can you say? And I can't be mad at the guy for pointing it out to me because he was right. It was kind of like when, uh, who was playing, uh, shit, uh, when we saw Overcoats and they opened for, um, oh, it was New Cold War Kids. And I was like, this is very Hall and Oates. And I like ruined a song for somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it did sound like that. But, um, you know, so that was just kind of like in the moment. Then I couldn't like think straight and take a step back. So it was like in, in, the, in, the, in the thick of it. And that was what I could hear. But yeah, there you go. That hard guitar, soft vocals, but more high energy than they'd been so far. Mm. Like a very up-tempo shoegaze, which I didn't even know was possible, honestly. I was like, this is the most up-tempo. It, it had, definitely had more energy than like any kind of... Um, a ton more. A ton, ton more, yeah. Dots and Dashes had more uh, energy in it than any Smashing Pumpkin song that I've heard. Ever, um, right, and I think that's what makes them stand out to me. Is like well, I would we'll never, yeah. I don't think I'd ever mosh at a Smashing Pumpkin show. You know? Right, so I have, I would have to listen back. So then, uh, song time, we had the the pits. Mm -hmm. uh, more moshing here. Definitely, I think I moshed that entire time because that that is another one of my favorite songs. Did I mosh this here? Is their, um, I'm not sure. This is off their 2012 album. I think I moshed here, and I think this was the time where you pulled me in, where you were in. And uh, this was officially, you guys, the first time that James and I have moshed together. Together, uh, tandem mosh. There you go, tandem moshing. First. There you go. Uh, Very exciting. That'd be the name of tandem mosh. And Luke <laughs> Jenner be like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, I uh, don't think I got stomped on this time. Nothing really happened. Uh, just <clears throat> slide jumping a lot. A lot of good good times and getting sweaty uh then they played simpatico which was more of a, uh, a down tempo song mm. again this is like very uh, 90s to me the chord changes in this one were god you know this is those times where i wish i was a little bit more well versed in music theory because i'll know a sound when i hear it but i don't sure, know what don't it's know called to, yeah you don't know how to articulate it <sighs> yeah um the chord changes almost sound like unexpected to me sort of medieval i sound so ignorant right now but i will say it sort of reminded me of chord changes that i hear and like there's this band letters to cleo do you remember them sure. from the 90s mm -hmm. so i was kind what of was their big hit again here and now here right, and now and then there was other one can't fight to see the sea right 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 but i do know yeah you know but it was just like this um I don't know, some chord changes that were just unique to me. I have to go back and actually listen to the song. I didn't have a chance to do that. 
But uh, that's what that was reminiscent to me. And then someone farted again. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, time. I got the, got the uh, yeah, no, that's I, a I'm, I'm the, the fart counter over here. Uh, song 12, Kissing Families. Uh, this was one apparently a friend Austin really wanted to hear. Right, right, right. You can right. talk He's about this excited. song because I, I, I don't remember much about it. Well, it's just a, it's one of the really early ones, you know, sort of first played in, in like 05. It's, uh, it, is this one because, uh, you know, their biggest song is Lazy Eyed. It's off that first album, but it wasn't the first single. So this might have been like the first or second single. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He was really excited. Uh, I think they, they didn't play it for like a couple years. So oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so they played it, and uh, it's and, always and he's a, just been a fan for a long time, and it's such an early song. He, he has. just really likes it, you know. And it's always a treat to see a fan like go, yeah, super excited about a song they've been dying to hear. Yeah, well, it's you know love. we've talked about it on this pod before. Sometimes with a, with a band that's been around for twenty years and has five albums out, and they're still kind of like their most recent album was last year, but like six, seven, eight months ago. You know, they're still kind of touring on it. Most of these songs are new. Uh, so it's like when they have all these options and they can only play, I don't know, 15 songs a night, you're not always going to get the song that you want to yeah. hear. So good for him that he did get that. So yeah, one, when people know? get the song they want, that makes me feel really good. And then they uh, gave a uh, a nice uh, acknowledgement to a uh, new regime. Mm-hmm. Call them uh, great huggers, pretty good kissers. Pretty good kissers, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm not sure how these two bands know each other. Uh, maybe I don't know. Any connection that you know of? All right. Not sure. Um, I have to look into that. And we had uh, Nightlight. I really like this one, too. I'm I'm excited that I got to see that one. I wish we hadn't been so far back for this one, James. I wanted to be be up there with Andre, but not without you. Uh With you. Well, I wanted to be able to move back and forth between a mosh pit and somewhere where I could breathe for a while. Well, so I made a sacrifice. Sacrifices all day, every day. Um... Anything else to say about that song? I, I really, I just remember being into it, but honestly, again, carried, and uh, I don't have a ton of notes on it, and I don't think the song s- stuck out to me for any particular reason. Oh, it's well, I genuinely like this. It's another one that kind of really gets my energy going. You know, it's another one that I listen at the gym a lot. I, I know I say that on here, and it feels like I'm humble bragging, but it's like I like to work out, and I like to listen to music when I work out. And, uh, you know, this band ha- was has always been really, really good for that because the the, the buildups in the songs get me really pumped up while I'm doing it. Um, and, and this is one of the songs that, I, that I, I tend to listen to for that. So it was very, very fun to, to hear that live and, you know, still be getting sweaty during it. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, I, I, I was definitely um, in the moment for that one. If if not like where it stuck out for me, not everything is going to stick out. We see a lot of concerts, guys. Okay, and then uh, we had Growing Old, uh, Fart growing Tracker, old. Fart Number growing Three. Old getting Old is the full name of the. <laughs> this was the worst. Yeah, that one. That I was one ready to clung. leave. Hor- what is wrong with people? I don't know. Really? I don't know why you got to do it in the middle. Like on the last song of the set. Unbelievable. This song was fine. I mean, I was having a good time, but if I'm being completely honest, most of these songs were starting to blend together for me, and that might, that could be, my personal taste. It could be my undiscerning ears. It could be that I'm not super familiar with the band. But, you know, the songs that stuck out for me really were kind of played in the beginning and then when we get to it at the tail end. But the mm. stuff in between, I'll be real with you. I was having a good time and enjoying it, but it wasn't like, oh, you know, I don't have anything to say about it. You could say something about growing old, yeah, I guess. Fun. Nothing? Nah, I mean, okay. good song. I like it. <laughs> so that was the set. And then um, 
Well, you know, Austin asked me how what, what I thought. And, you know, listen, I don't want to make anyone feel bad about their band. I certainly learned that lesson from the Cold War Kids episode. But um, the songs, how did I put it? I told him I was like, listen, I've had a great time. This is a sound that resonates for me. Mm. I really do enjoy the way they make things build up. Mm. Um and I really enjoy their energy and what and as well as uh, their fan engagement, how the crowd, you know, comes back to them. You know, that's that's all I was hearing that, you know, solid musicians. What I didn't say was like, you know, a lot of these songs were blending together for me. But again, that's live, maybe recorded. It's different. But live, I was kind well, of, you like know, what's funny is like at the beginning when you were talking about uh, all the bands that or, or how all the songs kind of went right into each other. Yeah. Maybe that played a part in it that they, because they were going right into each other because of that style. Maybe they started to blend to with you at the end. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But it was like, it, you know, I mean, I put it to you this way. I played uh, when I was listening to our um, our vo- our audio uh, audio recordings that we we put underneath when we're when I'm editing the show, uh, two of the songs sounded almost identical to me. Mm. And it's like, I understand at a certain point how fucking, unless you're going to be like kishibashi and just be experimental and weird. Sure. You know, at what point, you know, at a certain point, certain you're going to have a signature sound and songs are going to sound like each other to a point. I, I recognize that, but it is a fine line between uh, having a signature sound and then like, having a hard time telling those songs apart. Mm. But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm holding judgment on that because, again, this might be a situation where I just kind of have to listen to the recordings and, and get a better sense of it. Sure. So that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I'm having a great time. But if I'm being real with you, like 70% of that was because the crowd was so awesome. Okay. The crowd was so awesome. It was, yeah. Well, you know, I've mentioned on here, it's I'm somebody that really th- thrives off that too. Yeah, so. the people that we met were so sure. cool. I love the enthusiasm. Like that was a huge, huge part of it for me. Yeah. Anyway, so they went to their encore. They played a song that I don't know. See, the thing is, is I was looking at other set lists and uh, including the set list for the show that was held at Brooklyn Steel the night after we mm. went. Um, whether that set list or n- is correct or not, I'm not sure, but I don't I think it mostly s- is, but but I don't see this song in any set lists recently. So if those other set lists are correct, we were we had a treat. It was a song called Straw Man. Yeah, I really sure. like I this one. Was, yeah, I don't think it was We Are Chameleons like this one. No, because I remember I, I yeah. remember hearing the lyrics and I was like, I want to verify this. Yeah. And so I looked it up and it is like, yes, it is definitely a song called Straw Man. Um, I like this one. It opened with some strings. Mm. Um, but that was funny about this one. It was the one song. So this song did stand out for me. And here's why. This was the only song they played that had any kind of like sort of uh, pop punk mm. sound to it. And that guy, Kurt, had said to me earlier that he had seen this band open up for Blink-182, right, right, which right. made no sense to me at all because I was like, I don't hear any similarities. This was the song that's that was like, like, oh, oh I can see how they could open yeah, Blink. Yeah. Maybe they have more songs like this. But Earlier this one, stuff, sure. Yeah, this yeah. song definitely sounded like the perfect complement to the Blink-182 sound. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and it's sort of like that. that's when you brought that up, how they, they had that sort of sound 
I, it occurred to me that it's like you know me i don't like pop punk i don't it's not a genre that i've ever particularly cared for blink 82 is fun enough for me because I, I listened to them with my friends growing up but like a lot of that other stuff like i never liked my chemical romance or anything like that like that yeah. sound just it, it, it never um i don't know that's a long and short way of saying what i'm trying to get at is the aspects of that uh, there are aspects of that in Silverstone's pickups, and for some reason, I like it when they do it, but I don't like it when all these other pop punk bands do. Maybe this the attitude that the pop punk bands have is annoying too, because there's a certain the, pretension to it. Sure, yeah. The way you know the sort of the way they pose and mm. preen, and the way they, even though they're like, oh, we're just little punks, like you're, you're preening. Right, 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 right. You know what you're I mean? It, it might be, it uh. might be the sort of. Um, aesthetic and attitude that they put out there you know what could i'm be, saying be, yeah. and i can understand where that would be irritating it's kind of just having like an annoying little brother yeah that's what pop punk is to me it's an annoying little brother except sense, for yeah. green day it's a good way to put it which is like a sort of annoying twin brother for uh, me uh. then uh we heard well thought out twinkles this is another one that people were if really, i really really happy for you yeah. <coughs> excuse me am i saying that title right is yep. that what it's called well, well thought, thought out twinkles, twinkles. Yep. people really like this song yep. um again um yeah, uh, there's some moshing here. I did it, so there's no audio of this one, even though I, I like the song. I don't even remember it because at this point I felt like uh, in that mosh, but I did think I was just trying not to die. Sure. And trying not to think about what was happening to my beloved Adidas sneakers. Uh, I think I think I tried to throw you into it, and then some girl like pulled grabbed, me out. Yeah, pulled you out, thinking that I was trying to be a creep or something. That was definitely to, a WOMXN moment. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I, I wanted to look at her and be like, "You don't know what's going on here." Like, <laughs> she had good intentions. I'm sure, you know. You know, I think she gave me an evil. She gave me a stink eye too. I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not being a creep. Like, <laughs> I know this person. I'm doing this for for us to have fun. I know, but you know what. I uh, I understand where she was coming from. Sure. It was like she didn't know the context. But that was okay because it was like, you know, I said, oh, thanks. And then, you know, she kind of turned her back. And then I was like, I'm going in. You know it's what like, I mean? Okay. And, uh, and I go in with James and James and I moshed together. And we had a really, you know, it was a good time um, to uh, to dance around and, and, and all of that. And then we had our final song, final Lazy one. Eye, yeah, which one. apparently is like the biggest one. Right? Oh, yeah. It's been for you know that's that's uh how they obviously first came on my radar because that came out in like 06 so i was in high school i remember hearing it i remember like hearing them a bunch in college what's funny though and i had this conversation when i was talking about with somebody else when i was mentioning that it was gonna go see silver song like oh yeah i always really liked silver song but he goes uh i remember when they were first uh on the radio and i i hated that song lazy eye and I'm like why what are you talking about and he's like, oh, it always felt like it was building this climax that never came. It was really, really lame. And then he's like, and then I realized that's because they were playing the radio edit. And then I listened to the full, like, six-minute oh. release. And he's like, and now I understand why everybody says it's, a, it's such a great song. What a shitty radio edit. Right. And I remember hearing that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, when that would come on, like, the alt-rock radios when I was, like, in college. I'm like, yeah, I remember hearing this song. I mean, like, that's not good. It's like, I, it's... Like this radio edit sucks because it takes away the big climax that comes along with one of these songs, and especially Lazy Eye, which is their biggest. Yeah, but uh, what did you think of that moment, that final? Oh, to have that uh, that song with yeah. that, I mean, it was fantastic. I literally moshed the entire time. Okay, like, start to finish, moshed the entire fucking time. So. That should tell you something. Yeah, and it wasn't the radio edit, you guys. Yes, right. <laughs> so I got the climax that I came <laughs> there for. <laughs> Good for you. While you I were raw drumming it too. <laughs> uh, um, coming out, 
fans were super excited. Yeah. You know, a real a- Ashley loved there. the show. Austin loved the show. Everyone was just like super hyped and excited. Like I said, I stopped by that merch table and and chatted a bit. Overall, I would say, you know, would I go see this band? Let me tell you. I don't know that I would make a, a special trip to see them again, but I will say, like, if you do like a uh, 90s shoegazy, like, soft vocals, heavy guitar, heavy distorted bass, if you like that sound, uh, and if you like Tamash, this band is 100% for you. Definitely, definitely, yep, yep. If you are somebody like me where you could really get into a band if, like, the crowd is really, really into uh-huh. it. Yeah, this is a very, a very engaged time. crowd. Yeah, yeah. And we met some new people, and that was great. Um, we connected with as many people of you as Made we some could. Friends. Yeah, forced we them to follow us on Instagram. We hopefully will follow us on Instagram yep. so that we can see you at future shows because that's another thing, too, is just, like, I love this idea of, you know, forming a community of people that, awesome. no. you know, you, you can't hang out with every person at every show, but you're, you know, lucky you might catch one or two or whatever and see them at this one or that one. And, um, yeah, you know, met, if, if you're uh, connected to us on Instagram, like message us and let us know where you're going. Maybe you're going there, too. Yeah. And we yeah, can yeah, connect yeah. with you and meet you. Absolutely love it. There are people that we've connected with that we haven't met in real life yet that mm. I'm like still dying to meet. Right. You know what I sure. mean? Um, so yeah, uh, anything else to say about the show before we wrap it up? Mm, no, I really, really enjoyed it though. I had an absolute blast. I would absolutely see them again. You know, okay. I already liked them to begin with, but now it's, you know, my, my enthusiasm for them is going up a little bit, which, you know, tends to happen after a really I good show. I would go show. with a group. You know what? I, yeah, I changed my opinion. I probably wouldn't go alone. Uh, and I don't know if, I don't think I would go with someone that didn't know the band. Oh, okay. I'd want to go with fans. Sure, sure. I would go again, but I want to go with you know, fans that are really into it so I can really feel that energy mm-hmm. um, popping up around me with, with people that I can chat with. So, yeah, I, I, I would. Um, so what about a Twitter question? What is that one song you want to hear the band play and they never fucking play it? Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's a good one, yeah. Okay. What's that one song that they never no. fucking play live anymore? Right, right. Or or just any time you've gone to see them, they didn't play it. Okay, you, yeah. You what is that one it? song that you love by a band yeah, I wonder if I could think of one. That they really never yeah. fucking played. Yeah. And you wish they would. That's a good Twitter question. There you go. Okay. Okay, so speaking of, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, uh, as well as Reddit. Look for us at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe, follow, rate, and review, please, on those. Um, and we would appreciate it if you could pass us out around to some friends and family uh maybe maybe your parents want to hear about the cool show that you went to and uh listen to two weirdos from brooklyn swear about it um so that'd be great and let's outro with lazy eye by silver sound this has been another episode of high decibels podcast thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon peace